You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hey! Hey guys, welcome back. Yeah, we, um, we're we back. It's episode 18. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that, but seriously, I can't believe we're almost to 20. Like when we get I know. closer When to did 20? we say, we have to go back and listen, because we said at a particular room we're going to have a party. Was it 50? Yes. Okay. Chris Man. was like ready to I'm go. I'm so ready. I was She's like, like, was it 20? <laughs> we're going to party in two weeks. No, it's definitely 50. I remember that. So okay. We'll, it'll get that gives soon. me time to plan. I'm like, can yeah. we start doubling up? <laughs> Two episodes a week. So, so this week, um, I finally started blogging for Heart and Hustle, um, and basically what I'm doing is every Monday I'm sharing a Monday mantra, and basically I've just gotten really big into mantras lately because I've been finally doing yoga and I've been meditating for a long time, so I've kind of used them for that. And our first one is, I will speak the language of the person I want to become. And the reason I chose it is because I feel like it's so important, like, the way that you speak to others, the way that you speak to yourself, even when you're just speaking only to yourself, like, right. mumbling under your breath, whatever. So I go into a little bit more depth in the post, but go ahead and check that out. And, um, you know, let us know how you feel about it, if, you know, it's something that you can relate to, and if you have any mantras yeah, that you use yourself. Yeah, what is your mantra this week? Yes. So use ours or share yours and, you know, use the hashtag BossSoHard to let us know. Yeah. Um, and you had an exciting weekend. You were at WordCamp Jacksonville. I was. We went to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville is real right now. It's going through such a, a big change with a little bit of gentrification, but almost just in for, like, I usually, you know, I'm weird about gentrification, but it's almost, like, improvements because a lot of the area's just been so run down. Like, it's, like, it's just run yeah. down. Like, there's nothing there. Um, literally, like, the houses are abandoned. They've been abandoned for a while. We were there three years ago for the first one spark. Um, so we were in the Riverside area where we stayed, and then we went, you know, across the bridge, bridges. You know, there's five of them. Um, so we were all over driving. But I love the way they, like, have their different neighborhoods and how they make things, you know. They just make neighborhoods out of nowhere. We just, um, I like this place called Burrito Gallery, and it was downtown. And now they have a location in a place that they call Brooklyn. So they just built this little area, and they're like, hey, welcome to Brooklyn. And That's so, awesome. Yeah, so it's really cool. I feel um, like I enjoy, like, driving through and looking, and it's really pretty. Right. But, like, I haven't stopped through in a long time, so. Yeah, it's definitely, now is a fun time to do it, just because they're just redoing so many different things. We're in the San Marco area. Like, there's just so many... Um, different areas, but the conference was great. It was their first workshop. How was your speaking? How did it go? <laughs> well, I did. You didn't periscope it. No. I was really sad. No, we did not. Because I, it, my speech was like my talk was at like four, like it was the last talk of the day. And so generally at any conference, but specifically, you know, workshops are a lot smaller than that. Especially this one was their first one, so it was about one twenty at the most, I think. Um, you know, by the time Sunday at four o'clock comes around. If anybody's still around, you just love those people and you talk to those people. So there were about, you know, like 10 people in my talk, but at the panel we had about 25 and that was like a couple of hours earlier. So that just gives you an idea of how many people went home from yeah. 2 o'clock until 4 o'clock about 10, you know. So the numbers dropped off a bit, but it was fine. I, I did the same talk at Atlanta. It's up on WordPress.tv if you've never seen it. So you can see like the full range of like how everything went. And what was your panel on? Panel was, it was a business panel, so it was okay, different cool. um, WordPress business owners. So there was myself, um, somebody, a gentleman that just started working with his wife, and they've been only three months in. Okay. So they had like a really like fresh perspective yeah, of like, completely they're like, situations. hey, we've already ruined some stuff already two months in, which is real, like that's fine. Um, 
I met a wonderful lady, Nikki Hicks, who's in St. Augustine, and she's a content writer. And uh, one of our friends, Scott Mann, who's local here, he's had a High Forge studio for a long time. So he's always like my inspiration. I'm like, I want to be like Scott when I grow up. Like, <laughs> he's so like, Scott, he's his own person. He's just the nicest guy. So it was good. I got to meet so many people that I love and got to hang out with like all the nerds and we did nerd stuff. So yay. Nerd What's stuff. the next like conference coming up? Because I know you like already have one on when, when you send out your <laughs> newsletter, there's already one on the there's calendar. Stuff on there. Well, there's like ones that I've applied to in between. So okay, if I so get holding out to see, see one of those. But definitely we're going to go out to Texas for a circle. We're not speaking there, but we're just going to, to circles, which is exciting. And of course, WordCamp. Is Atlanta. that in July, September? That's in September. September That's okay. like the September, the first weekend in September. I might just like pack myself in the back <laughs> of your rental car. We need as many people of color as we can. It seems Driving like really from Florida fun. to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want all of the people. Like, we're going to have like a gang. I'm That's a little amazing. nervous about that drive, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, well, I guess I can bring John. Like, yeah. he's white, so he? maybe he'll help. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, will, I haven't driven that route. I've only, like, when we drive, we drive kind of, like, straight yeah, up. Yeah, you so. guys only go up. You, yeah, I've never been to Texas. There's I've some places, well, I mean, Texas in itself and Austin, Dallas and stuff seem yeah. to be pretty diverse And that's awesome. what we're going to It's be. just the in-between, yeah, some of that. Yeah, it's like we drive little... through, first of all, to get an idea, it takes, like, 18 hours to get to Texas from Florida. Half of that time is spent driving through, through Florida. Florida. Yeah. So we're probably going to break it up and stop in Destin and try to go through Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana really fast. Really quick, yeah. To get to Just Dallas. make sure you have your gas situated. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about building client relationships, which I think is really important because we both have the kind of clients that we work with again and again. And even if you don't, if your client is just going to come around once, Obviously, you're in this because you want to do what you love and, right. and make people happy. And um, also, you want them to be able to use word of mouth to say how great you exactly. are and get new clients. So starting out, um, I think being honest is the most simple thing that you can do to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward when it comes to building client relationships. So if you can be honest about your services, your products, your deals, everything that you offer just being completely 100% open with your clients yeah. I think that the honesty is really important That's so true like it's so interesting and I think lately a lot of backlash because you're taught I guess about businesses to sound bigger than you are and so a lot of people who are solopreneurs have gone into like the we and my team and da 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 and it's like no you're only one person just be honest about that and a lot of people have gotten a lot of um, kickback but so it's really from from our standpoint because we are a team so it's weird because I'm always like we and people are like we who and I'm like Oh, that guy over there, like my husband. Um, but for us, it's um, we have stuff like our services listed on our site. Like most of the stuff you can find up front on your website. And it's important to have your services there, and it's important to have enough detail. But don't go like don't over detail. Like I feel like I go to a lot of sites and they have like twenty paragraphs uh, yes, I know about exactly the twenty different things about. they're doing, and I'm like I I don't even want to hire you because you can't be concise. Yeah. So you can be honest and concise. As I, well. Yeah, I think you can be honest about what you offer and just get, you know, get right. to the Right, because point I think be the honesty really is about getting them in the door. Like they get interested. And then mm -hmm. that first initial phone call or email, that's when you start to build that relationship. And I mean, you can kind of think about, think about it just in the same sense of like if you bought something from a store 
and it said it was going to deliver something and it didn't work, you'd be annoyed. Like, if right. you bought a hair product and it's like, I'm going to make your hair super silky and shiny Seriously. and awesome. And use it and you're like, this is crap. This did nothing. Exactly. You're going to be pretty upset about it. So the same rules apply when it comes to your business. Don't tell them that you can deliver on things that you can't deliver on. Yes. Don't tell them that you can do things that you just right. can't Especially, do. Or if you can't do it and you do hire out, be honest about that up front because if something happens with your contract yes. person, then they're not blaming you. They're like, say, oh, that's, snap. that's really important because, like, for me, so a lot of my clients come to me and they're like, I want the full thing, I want the overhaul, like, either A, I'm just starting a business, or B, I have a business, but it's a mess, and I need you to help me with everything. So I consult them through the whole process, like, we make a great strategy, we come up with a new brand, but I don't build their actual website right. because... I hate doing that. Right. <laughs> um, so I outsource for that, and that's something that they know because we're still working on things to do with social media while I've gotten all the plans over to the designer right. to design for the site. I don't want them thinking that that's something that I'm doing because it's not something that I'm doing, and they need to know what I specialize in and exactly. what I specifically do. Seriously, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I'm developing your site, and then, like, you know, you're a developer, which wouldn't happen, but if they went away you know, for a week or so or two weeks, and your client's like, what's happening? You're like, um, and then you have to explain yeah, what happened. Yeah, absolutely. So be honest up front. Well, let's say, like, the lot, like, just recently, my developer was sick for a little while, and my client asked for an update, and I was like, oh, well, you know, she's sick right now, it's gonna be, like, two or three days. Right. You know, and, I mean, we were still on schedule and everything, but I just, I didn't want to obviously not answer my client. Exactly. But I also, you know, because she knows that, it's not me developing exactly. it, you know, it, she's there's not, no problem. Right, she's not like, oh, well, you need to get her better, like, go yeah. home and figure it out. Also with products, I want to be, um, you know, you have to be honest about what your product really is, especially online. I have bought, like, some prints or cards or things from other sellers, and the paper quality, quality is yeah. garbage, and that just infuriates me to no end. So if you really are printing something, or no matter what the product is, Put details about what the product is because, you Absolutely. know, I think people assume that people aren't, like, sticklers for paper and they only care about the artwork, which is fine. Like, I, I like beautiful artwork, but I can't enjoy the artwork if it's printed on poor paper or the quality of the ink is poor or whatever the case may be. So you just need to be honest and upfront about... And this reminds me of, like, when you go to a restaurant and you see, like, delicious items on the menu and they look so mouthwatering and then you order them and you're like what the hell is this? This is not what <laughs> just I just kidding. saw in the picture. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If somebody's looking at your product online and it looks beautiful and amazing, that's great. It should. But then when they get it in the mail, if it looks completely different, like right. you're not being honest about what your actual yeah. product is. So just as, as business owners, especially when you're service-based business, I think sometimes it's hard to think about your service as being like something that you have to be honest about. Like you feel like you can kind of slide a little bit, but it always comes back to bite you. Like almost always. So also being patient is big because when you're dealing with clients, and I know that this is really big for me with photography, um, back when I was shooting weddings, I would always have my brides, like literally two minutes after the wedding, they'd be like, so when will the pictures be ready? And I'm like, okay, like I know that you know when they'll be ready because you actually have a date that tells right. you, and I normally try to deliver before said, or I would try to deliver before said date, but it's like that date is like, you know, normally two to four weeks exactly. out from a wedding. 
Um, and that's just kind of standard. Like, you're not going to have them back the same day. Right. But the thing is, is that even though you've already had that conversation with your bride or your clients, they get excited. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's and a wedding. They get yeah. super excited. And then they have family. Exactly. Breathing down exactly. their neck. Like, I... And that's ugh. why they might ask you a right. time or two when things are ready. It's not because they're trying to rush you, I think. I don't think it's because they're you know, thinking that you're not going fast enough. They're just really excited about what you're right. offering, which is a good thing. Like, you want them to be excited. So being patient with your clients and letting them know. I know the same thing with, you know, delivering a website. It's like sometimes yeah. they don't, like, they don't completely understand what's going on the other, what's happening yeah. on the other side of things. They're not aware of how they long definitely, things take. Um, client education up front helps yes. get rid of some of that. And you, you'll still run into the person that's still, like, so what's happening? And it's like, we send you an update every week. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, but you really have to, like you said, be patient and um, just being being nice. I feel like I, it shouldn't have to be said, but I think because we are in a lot of Facebook groups, you always see the client bash threads that come yes. up. And sometimes it's not even the client's fault. Like, I always want to be the voice of reason and be like, no, your client is right. It's like, like is this that terrible? Right, like, no, is this, really this is your worst client, then you're doing pretty like, good. Like, I do understand, like, venting and sometimes, you know, things happen and, and I have certainly had problems. Oh, yeah, clients. totally. But, yeah, I definitely think that just be, you know, understanding that this isn't their job and they don't exactly right. know they have how, no the idea. inner workings of your no, business. Exactly. So being patient with them can really go a long way. And like you were talking about um, sharing knowledge and kind of explaining how things work. Right. I think that, again, if you can do that, I know for you guys, man, you guys have like a beautiful system that on the front end, yeah. any question it's that they really front. would have, yeah. it's really outlined there in detail. Um, just, I mean, it's just immaculate. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's, it's so beautiful. We've been doing it for so long and, you know, 10 years ago, people didn't really, you know, they didn't develop websites or that wasn't a thing. Like, people were just getting websites. They were just understanding what this technology was. And so it was important to us for our clients to understand from point to end, like, what tools we're using. Like, we usually build out with WordPress. If we're not using WordPress, we're using, like, Shopify or something else. And we just tell our clients in depth, like, this is what we're using. It's open source. That's why we love using WordPress because it's open source. That's something that clients love is that we're using a technology that people, you know, are able to contribute and it also gives back to the local communities just through things like WordCamps. So it's just the client education process is so important. I don't think people understand how much clients appreciate it. Yeah. I hear a lot of times like it sounds like a nuisance or I have to record videos. I think Melissa does videos for her clients on the yeah, internet. She's yeah, like she videos does. on how to use the whole, you know, how to use their tools and how to use the things that she built out. So client education can go. Well, let's say people come to me and they literally say, help. <laughs> they say like what is WordPress yeah. what is blogger and it's like when someone's not understanding those things you can't expect them to understand right. how long a certain you know you kind of have to do a little bit of that educating and that's going to save you from having to explain things like a million times but also remember that when something is completely new to you like when WordPress was completely new to me right oh my god like no one was I, I was doing it by myself so yeah. no one had to be you patient but if someone I mean you and Melissa are still patient with me to this day <laughs> I mean like but I was texting you while you were on vacation and I was like what is happening? <laughs> Our site is hidden. I can't it's upload broken. a picture. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so, I mean, I just think that that patience really goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, it really does. The knowledge you have um, really impresses your clients. One of the things that we are very, very, you know, going to call about is accessibility and making sure our websites are acceptable for different types of handicaps. So you are, you know, vision impaired or you may have people who need to use gestures for their computer because they have different 
disabilities. And so sometimes things that clients want, we just say no because it's not accessible and they don't understand. So have, that's been a explaining really why. explaining yes. why. And that for the internet, for people who don't know who don't build websites, the hashtag A11Y is usually what people use in general when talking about accessibility. So I couldn't go to my clients and be like, so I'm talking about in the email, hashtag A11Y, that's what you need to do for your site. They'd be like, what are you talking about? So yeah. we just have to be patient and know going through that process. It's really, our clients have really appreciated that we go out of our, you know, we don't go out of our way. We make it a standard to be, to build our products to be accessible, basically. Well, as I was gonna say, like, I really feel like when you do, you know, you try to be patient and you share that knowledge, I feel like you are always met with right. a Thank client you so much. that, yeah, is really appreciative of Seriously. it. Seriously. It, it really makes all the difference. And I, I really do feel like, I, I can't honestly think of a time when I've, you know, done my job on my end and been patient and been helpful and had a client that still was like, right. You Especially know. now because you're moving more into like social media yeah. and a lot of consulting. But even the thing is, but even kids. with even with weddings, to right. be honest, like I, I I mean I have had some brides that were a little yeah. difficult to I mean, deal yeah. with. But even still, like if I was patient with them and I let them know like this is what's happening, like I'm doing this to your images and this is when they'll be done and like they were always happy and right. always appreciative. Of course there's there's those you know, few and far in between. I've heard horror stories, but that's not every client. So don't don't base something you've heard or like one. If you have one bad client, don't base all of your other client right. interactions you learn off from of that. that bad client. First of all, having a bad client kind of goes both ways. The reason why a client was a bad client, especially if it's in the middle of a project, you suddenly are aware that they're a bad client, and something you didn't do on your end to you know kind of trigger that to know that this client was kind of a problem client. You just have to learn. First of all, about yourself and about people. So you can see those red flags early on. Like, yes. we do a lot of things in the first five five seconds that a person meets us or they emails us to kind of just kind of, I don't want to say like, say, oh, you're not the client for us, but that really but what no, it that's, is. I yeah. mean, that's absolutely. That's I, what I don't, we do. Like, just like in not everyone is meant to be friends or, you know, yeah, whatever. There's going to be people everybody. that don't necessarily work all that well together. And I think that there's times like, with both both jobs that I've had, both careers I have, I feel like it's, like, at least for me, it feels very, very personal. Right. And so if somebody was coming to me, like, for example, if somebody came to me right now and they were like, I want to start a porn business. Yeah, oh, that's I would, like, I would feel like, you know what? I, I don't know what that, that is. Yeah. Like, I don't know that you're meant to be my client, but let me help you find a consultant. You're so funny. That, well, because <laughs> right. I don't, I can't think of anything else that I'm I trying to be find okay with. Be the porn brand consultant. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure that there's someone out there, and I would go and try to find, like, yeah. that, that consultant for them. But I just don't know that that would be the right client for so me. So many porn sites, like, all of them. But it's just, like they come to us all the time. I don't know why there's no porn work in our like stuff. There's so many things that we wouldn't do, but it's just so funny that you know people will come to you and you just gently decline yeah. them and you know kind of. Sit you're not you're not meant to have every client Seriously. and like being able to be patient and being able to you know educate your clients and keep up with all that knowledge and everything without losing your cool is gonna be a lot easier if you're right. you're working with clients that you're meant to work exactly with. because if they're a client that you're meant to work with they're gonna be excited about learning all this stuff because it's for their business like they're really like oh my goodness you're making my business my baby better yeah please tell me how I can use the tools that you're building or what you're working with or the you know strategies that you're using so I can be better myself yeah 
So another big one is responding promptly. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that is <laughs> a huge one. Real. I think that, you know, number one, the struggle is hard when you own your own business and you're mm-hmm. you're just the only one. It's just um, the struggle is people. hard. <laughs> yeah. I feel like unless you have someone that, you know is dedicated to yeah, communication. The struggle is just yeah. hard. Um, and then also I feel like one of the issues nowadays is that there's so many places for different people to contact you. So there's email and there's Facebook messages and there's Twitter and there's Instagram and there's Snapchat and there's Slack channel, there's everything. Um, and I think that it can get really difficult. I know the other day I was on uh, my equal and forever Instagram and I noticed that there was, like, I never even looked at it. Because you wouldn't look at them. But, like, so many people, because I guess there's, like, there's people that can send you messages, and there's people that you're not following. Right, and it goes that into this send you weird messages. little... So I found that, that file on Instagram, and all these people, like, sending me things like, hey, I'd love to be featured, or hey, like, look at, you know, me. And I'm like, that's great, but I, like, email me. Right. So I think that, like, as much as you can, whatever way you choose to be contacted, and for me, it's certainly email, and I would advise it to anybody else because I think that it's the most professional way, it's the easiest way, and it's the most organized way. Uh, Put your email address everywhere. Put it on social media. Make sure that it is accessible on your site. Make sure that it's very easy for people to figure out how to contact you and the way that you would prefer to be contacted. If you don't want someone to call you on the phone, do not put your phone number. Don't list it there. If you would prefer an email, then let them know. And then for Facebook and anything else that you can automate a message that says, hey, thanks so much for contacting me. You know, go ahead and send me an email. Go ahead and do that. And even when people text me, I will normally say, I'll answer them. Like, if they're like, oh, hey, like, this is going on, you know, are you interested or can you do it? I'll be like, yeah, that sounds great. Go ahead and send me an email with the details. Um, Because if not, it's just too much and too many, too many places. Yeah, there are definitely too many channels. Now, email is my primary, you know, choice. I've said that several times. I hate when clients take place. First of all, they never have my number to text me. But if they do have my number and they decide, oh, we're going to try to text me, they usually are met back with, could you please email me the same question? I won't even answer you. Like, you're nice that you'll answer. I'm not going to answer you until you send me an email. Because if something happens and that's an important question and it's, you know, it's a liability to the contract, then all of a sudden I'm held accountable for that client communication because they sent me a text message, which is in our contract that we're not. But people will still be like, well, I texted you this question and da-da-da. So I just like having email. I like my paper trail. I like to have things where they are. If you're using a project manager like Asana or Basecamp, clients can communicate there. A lot of people prefer that as well just because it's in one place. Again, the clients can be held accountable. So just respond. We have like a 24-hour rule. So I was respond. literally just going to ask you. I was Generally, like, do you have a specific hour. time frame? 24 then? hours for new inquiries. Um, if we're in the middle of a project, it's 24 to 48 hours just because and these are like business hours or not like random. Like we don't answer emails on Saturdays and Sundays. It's yeah. Not, you can email me all you want on Sunday unless you're, you usually, if you're yeah. Charisma or somebody else I know, I will not, re- I don't respond to my mother <laughs> emails on the weekend. Like, that's serious. I don't like to check email on the weekend. I don't want to talk to you. I will see you on Monday. It's bright and early. And also we use, um, what's it called? The one that's like a delayed responder. I need to figure out which one. There's a Gmail add-in that we use that delays messages because I get up really early. Yeah, and I so use I just schedule for GoDaddy. Right, yeah. I just schedule the message to send out when it's like well, normal. Well, I, I normally like, because sometimes on the weekends, if I don't feel super, like I, I used to just work 
24 right. But now I've gotten really a lot better at, you know, doing business hours and everything. But if I get to the weekend and I really don't feel overworked and I feel like, you know what, my inbox could use some cleaning up right. and I'm going to go ahead and take a little bit extra time, then I will normally go ahead and get in my inbox and handle some stuff, but I will often answer yeah. with delayed messages. Exactly. And that way, like, they're getting it Monday morning exactly. at 8 a.m. Yeah. So they know Just that. to kind of not show them that, like, I'm emailing on Saturdays and, and Sundays. You get or just, like, if you wake up at 3, like I do, like, I wake up at 3 a.m. and I respond to emails, and then clients think, oh, she's awake all the time at 3 a.m. Yeah, and that's... You know, respond to Well, because that's the email. thing is, like, you know, we have, of course, like, on our phones the notifications, and a lot of our clients, because our clients own businesses, will have them, but even... Nowadays, people that do not own businesses, if you're, you know, if you're a boutique or whatever, your clients still probably have email right. going right to their phone. And so that's, that's really true. If they see it coming in at midnight, they might think that, exactly. okay, like I, I want to respond yeah. at, you know, 1 a.m. or whatever. The only exception is if you're working with someone in a different time, though, especially international clients. Yes. Up front, <laughs> just let them know that the response is going to be different because you may have a seven to eight to nine hour, you know, time difference. So they should, you know, respect that you're going to be a little bit delayed. We do try to keep up with people in different time zones, but there's no, like, if you're 12 hours difference, there's just no way we're usually going to be on the same page. Yeah. So just, um, I'm respect. just waiting for the moment that I have, like, a client from Australia who, like, wants to do one-on-one -on -one sessions <laughs> because one of my good friends lives in Australia, and right. we try to Skype each other, and it is always so... I feel like that's a nightmare. So it's so difficult, and I love her dearly, and she's so great. Um, and, like, a lot of times we'll text so in and Australia, Snapchat, you're a day ahead, right? Or is it a day behind? They're, like, a full day ahead. Okay, so they're So a day she always, like, right. you know, she always, like, emails or messages me, like, on my birthday, and she, or the day before my right. birthday, and she's like, it's your birthday here! And I'm like, awesome! <laughs> I'll celebrate for, like, ever! Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, literally, like, either I'll just be waking up, and, like, she's going to bed, or, you know, vice versa, so it's, it's difficult, but, um... Yeah, I think that just being, like, you know, having that open communication is, as well as you can and being prompt with responses really goes a long way. It really does. I mean, people are people are giving you money. Like, at the end <laughs> of the day, like, you need to be able to Seriously, answer them. Because it doesn't matter if someone's selling a four, like, buying a $4 car from my shop or they're, you know, paying for a website bill. I still treat every customer and client with the same respect. Absolutely. Um, so... The next thing that I think is really important is always kind of summarizing your next steps and letting clients know pretty much where you're at, where where you're at, and where you stand currently. Right. Um, and I know, like you had mentioned, that you do like a weekly check-in right. um, when you're working on a longer project to just kind of say, "Hey, this is you know where we're at." Right. Um, with me, a lot of times with clients, I am speaking to them like either Skype or on the phone, and while I'm speaking to them pretty much writing down most of what we say and right. then recapping it to them exactly. in an email after. So I think it's just important to have those those check-ins and, you know, summarizing like, hey, here's where we're going, here's where we've been. And that's, again, it's going to just save you time and effort Seriously. of them not needing to ask questions because they know what's going on. you 15 times a week. We do, I mean, like I said before in previous podcasts, we do a timeline in our in welcome packet basically to let them know where they're going, where they're going to be what they owe us, what we owe them. So they usually, I mean, the weekly check-ins are nice, but nine times out of ten, they don't really need them just because they know what's happening just from that beginning station. It's, I think it's a little, you know, reassuring, especially if you're a new business owner working with us, but, you know, the mature business owner is like, you're giving us a lot of information. Sometimes I wish you would, but, I yeah. mean, that's our process, and it's really helped us as far as avoiding, like, any problems in our 
um, pro project, so. And I think regardless, I mean, just about any type of business where you are dealing with clients for a long period of time, I think that a timeline can be really beneficial. Right. Because whether you're a wedding vendor and the timeline is going to be booking and then maybe Seriously. like if you're, you know, a cake baker, like tastings and, you know, whatever, and then delivery, like just kind of mapping all that out. And I know that not everyone, um, like has a specific, like not everyone is as specific. Like a lot of people will say, this is the range, right. but even just giving that, is, it's better than nothing. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, 30 to 60 days. Because the clients aren't going to go to their calendar and count up 30 to 60 days. You need to give them a date or a date range. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to go to my calendar and count. Because you, you're saying 30 to 60 days, like, are you talking about business days? Or are you talking about, right? Like, you need to give this person an amount of time. Yeah, to just outline it as, as clear as possible. And I think that going through it with them and, like, or Seriously. if you're not going through it with them, but just, like, saying, do you have any questions? Like, do you fully understand, all, like, the right. timeline? Just emphasizing that timeline and making sure that they get all of it and they don't have any questions regarding the timeline. Because if you're handing them a packet, like a contract, that has, you know, X amount of pages in it, they're probably, like, least concerned with the timeline and most concerned with the legal parts that right. are, like, that to them seem like a lot. Yeah. Um, and they're probably like, oh, my goodness, what am I signing? Like, let me, like, really pay attention to all this legal stuff. And they're probably not super concerned with the timeline at the time. Right. So go ahead and just make sure that they are focused on it. They understand exactly. it. They don't That's have exactly why we send our timeline and it's like twice. Yeah, it's in it's, a little bit in the contract, but the full thing comes in the welcome packet because that's the fun, cute, pretty thing that they get, and they're like, "This is pretty. It has colors. Like it's literally I very colorful." Packets, by the way. <laughs> they're like one of my favorite things yeah, ever. Just like I like you know how like I don't really like love newsletters. I like love welcome <laughs> like packets. if we could just do welcome. Yeah, packets like if I just got welcome packets every week, like they just have a different <laughs> feel than awesome. newsletters. Um, welcome so to Monday. I just feel like when people are designing their newsletters, maybe they should think about welcome packets just true. a little bit it's true <laughs> um so another one is treat your customers like people not numbers mm. um and i think that so like nowadays there's so much emphasis on like high numbers of course with social media and likes and with growing your your number list for you know your newsletter like and all that monthly income report things that yes are weird. I don't it's understand. very very number based and of right. course I, like I think that we have said many times on this podcast, we both like money. Yeah. Like, don't get I us like wrong. We enjoy things. money. We like <laughs> buying things. We like having money in our bank accounts. Like, we are fans of money. However, that's not the only reason that you do this. Like, you can have any sort of job and have money. Like, you don't right. open up a small business because you're obsessed with money. Most of the time, at least. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know your personal story, but I'm just saying from where we're coming from. And I think that it's so important, especially when you have the type of business like we both have, that you put that emphasis on your client and not just treat them like a right. number. I just, because they're a person <laughs> and they're, they're investing in you. You exactly. know what I mean? Imagine if you just walked around with, like, number goggles and you only saw your clients as, like, the <laughs> amount of money they are. That would be so... Because then you would have people who are more valuable and you would treat them better than the people who aren't paying less. And like I said before, I treat the people who buy from my paper shop the same way I treat people who pay for websites. And there's a large, large difference in $4 than what it costs to build a website. So it's... You know, you just have to mentally know that people are people. Treat them as, as you want to be treated. I've gone to many a restaurant or bought clothes at a store or entered, you know, a hotel or something or an Airbnb and been treated differently, whatever the case may be. 
And it, it just, it doesn't make any sense because I'm paying you money for me to be here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always like, especially with racial profiling in stores, it's almost like my largest pet peeve because nine times I, I never really window shop. I'm not a window shopping person. If I put my feet into your store, I'm going to purchase something. If you follow me around, I kid you not, I would leave and go right next door. Like, it's yeah. so frustrating. So you should just always treat people the way you want to be treated. And honestly, I think that if you're focused only on the numbers and you're not, like, thinking about the client, I feel like you're robbing yourself of your own joy. Yeah. Like, your whole, your whole purpose of creating and doing what you want to do and having this amazing career, you're robbing yourself of that joy because you're so focused on the number. Like, I love when my bank account looks good, but honestly, like, it, it literally, honestly feels better when I have a client that launches their new brand and feels amazing about it and I get to share in that excitement like that that night before the launch there's like no other greater feeling or right. when I'm wrapping up like a one-on-one -on -one consultation and my client like you see that like breakthrough moment where they're like oh my god I finally understand yeah, Instagram and you see that moment like that's like what it's all about and that makes it worth it so don't just get so wrapped up in the numbers that you're missing those moments that make running your own business right. actually worth it. And if you're chasing those moments and not the numbers, the numbers usually match the moments. You know what I mean? Like yes. You have yes, like absolutely. money in your bank because you're treating people the way that you want them to be treated or the way you want to be treated. Um, and then the money will follow. Like, that's just common sense. Because their clients, if they're treated well, guess what? They're going to tell other people about you. That's just all it is. Like, we inter um, interact with people on Twitter all the time from Hard Hustle. We are not making any money from this podcast right now. So we're just doing this because we love doing it. We love talking to people. And it's really helped in terms of our audience and, and our engagement. Um, <laughs> and just uh, people have gotten to know the podcast just because we're usually like nice people on Twitter. We could totally be like, no, like send us an email. We're not going to tweet you. But like treat But yeah, no, nice. we really try to like say yeah, up Yeah, we act like a, like a large podcast and so we're really not. But we, you know, we treat the people as if we have like a major podcast because that's what we talked about in the beginning when we wanted to do this is just giving back giving back our voices because there's not a lot of people like us in this industry especially in the podcast business that are talking about entrepreneurship creative entrepreneurship and then being women of color and that's where that really drives me back when I'm like oh snap people are tweeting us I have to respond right now like yeah it's, it's just you get really excited about it so our last step on building client relationships is probably my favorite it is go the extra mile and what I love about this step is that there are so many ways to do it. So some of the ones we've already talked about, just like, you know, giving them as much information as possible, being as nice as possible, all those things. But I've seen people do like really fun stuff like client gifts I'm and really cool like person. welcome packages. And the thing is, is like, I'm not saying go broke and like buy your clients all the gifts. I'm saying if you decide that client gifts make sense for your business, you can build that pricing into your business, you know, in a smart way. Uh, the clients um, are so awesome. Though. Like, it's yeah, so hard. Like, I'm are. that person. I'm totally like, how much and money you can, can I give this and person? And if you can do, like, a client and, like, an extra client gift that's a service that's not going to, you know, kill you right. and rob you of all your time, I think that that, like, for me, um, I remember, like, when I got married, my wedding photographer, like, I adored her and she was awesome and I would speak her praises, like, to everyone. Um, her name is Tabitha, and she works in Orlando. And um, she basically surprised me on my wedding day with a second shooter. And it's something that at the time I could not afford. Um, right. But just because we had such a great relationship, and That's you know, and amazing. I didn't know her beforehand. Like you know, it's not like we were friends before. But like I just really loved her, and you know, at, like once once she shot our engagement session, and I like realized how much I loved her. I was just like telling anyone who would listen, like she's fantastic. And so the day of, she surprised us with 
you know, an extra shooter, which was so above and beyond, like, what she needed to do. But it was something that I'll never forget. And just, number one, a lesson, you know, for me to how to Photographers are really good about that. They really are. I don't know about that. And we had, I would say, like, we had a large, um, like, bridal party. So for us, it was, like, really, really great because, I mean... We had 12 people and covering all of that. Plus the boy shenanigans like ahead of the wedding was were like hilarious. Yeah. So I'm so glad like Ginger was able to capture those while Tabitha right. was with us. So something like that just goes. And like I know a lot of people will do like a client print if you're in photography. Um, there's just a whole bunch of little ways like even like if you're a website designer and you add in like an extra pin it button and, like, right. upgraded icons. Like, just Seriously, things that aren't that difficult. Seriously, we do a custom login, which I think you've seen. I don't know if it's on Harms, but we do a custom login, basically, which it takes nothing. Like, it's a second and a half. We put their logo on it, and we change the color of the login box for WordPress. And, like, but that's that alone, yeah. people are, like, flipping out. They're like, I went to the WordPress. Because especially they're familiar with WordPress, and they had a WordPress site before, yes. and it just had, like, the WordPress logo, and then they go to login the new site, and, and it just like, looks, it's you know. my, it's my home. Like, they get so excited about it. So you should definitely give clients. I'm a big, I'm like, I'm the worst with clients gifts. Like, I go above and beyond. Like, it's ridiculous. But that's great. <laughs> And I think that, like, you know, even if there's nothing that really resonates with what you do where you can say, hey, this makes sense to give this gift, um, you can definitely do things I'm like send a card. You can send a card. Yeah, like, if notebook. you see them getting married or you see them having a baby or whatever, right. send a card in the mail. Especially, like, especially for those clients that are spending, like, a thousand dollars or more. Really like, sending gifts. a card is not that difficult. Realtors are amazing yes, they at client gifts. Like, they're they really so are. good about giving their clients, like, a new appliance sometimes when they're moving to their yeah. house. Like, all my realtor friends are... They love giving client gifts, so there is no excuse. And it's and kind gifts. of like different, but in the same token, if you like run like a brick and mortar boutique or shop or whatever, like when you have those clients that come in and are loyal and you offer them discounts or you let them know about sales first right. and that sort of thing, like I mean that just goes really far and in, in itself that is going above yeah. and beyond. Yeah, like we always talk about our favorite baristas who give us like free drinks. Yeah, when we call absolutely. In just because. You know that just they and don't that even makes have you to. have that it's brand. It's not even their business. It makes you have that brand loyalty where you want to go to exactly. that same place over and over do. and over. Again. <laughs> yeah, I usually do give them. And all it can my also money. be as simple like going above and beyond. Like again, I know that this to me it should be standard, but at the same time, like every time you walk into a store, you're not always met with like a super happy person. Right. Like sometimes the person behind the counter like is just kind of like meh. I don't really care. And so today, or not today, <laughs> this weekend, I went to um, Paper Goat Post in Ivanhoe Village, and um, both of the women who run the store were actually out for the weekend, right. so they had another person running the store. Um, so I expected to have different interaction than I'm I would sure with the store owners, insane. but it was fantastic. Like, she and I talked, and we had, like, so much in common, and, you know, we had, like, you know, probably, like, a 15-minute chat. There was nobody Seriously. else in the store. And just the fact that she, like, I'm, I'm, I am a window shopper. I'm not like you, so I didn't know if I was going to buy anything when I went in. I was like, I'm just going to see. But the fact that she was so awesome, I was like, I gotta buy something right. now. <laughs> um, I, and honestly, everything in there is so great, so it was like, it's hard actually, not to it was buy more everything. Of like, yeah, I was like, how do I not buy everything? Yeah. But no, like, it just made me feel extra happy about making a purchase because she just was so awesome. you get so excited about supporting people. I feel like our paper shops here locally, like, they have the best employees or the they people really who them do. are amazing. They really like, do. Like, I've never gone into... Well, I went into Rifle Yeah, I was going to say, Rifle is, like, having my and best friends hanging out I was so, It was so funny, like, I was browsing and they were like, did you see the sale? And I was like, 
uh, no. Tell and they were like, go to the sale right now. And they were like, they're like, go that way. And I go and I'm like, I literally bought one of everything in the sale yeah. room because it was so cheap. It's like, it was just like, I was like, if I don't want this, someone else will. <laughs> you know, like birthday, engagement, exactly. baby showers. Exactly. Yeah, going But no, just mile, that extra it. mile really makes all the difference. Over promise, well, you know, under promise and over deliver. Yeah. Like, that should always be. And if you guys record. have ideas for going the extra mile, I would love to hear them because I'm always trying to incorporate like new things into my business Super model good. that will help me just give back to clients and build those relationships up even more. Um, so I think that about wraps it up. So if you guys want to reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, we're at heart and hustle podcast and heart and hustle pod or heart hustle pod. And you can use the hashtag boss so hard to get a hold of us at any time. Keep using it. It's so fun when I go and see people actually like listening to our, our podcast. Yes. like, you don't you have other stuff to do? <laughs> Apparently not. Thank you. I love that. Because I listen to so many different podcasts during the week. And I like I always try, because I always have been appreciative, I always tweet the host yes. um, of the podcast I'm listening to. So it's just so weird that I'm like, people are tweeting us. Like, yeah, we, we love the interaction, guys. We are so thankful for it. Please keep it coming. Ask us questions. Give us comments. Let us know what you think we could do to improve any sort of comments that you have we're we're all ears and we're awesome. just so thankful that you're listening yeah rate and review on itunes because that's where people usually use itunes just to podcast and the more you use that feature the more we show up in other people's recommendations so all right guys we'll see you next week right. thank you bye bye